Back again, back again, episode 22. To catch a laird. How do we catch a laird? I'd asked. Leander had been the one to answer. With shimmer. They'd used an interesting word, Roreala, that was something between shine and sunlight and golden glow. The idea was charisma, but not the smiles and sharp teeth kind. The kind that made you believe in a better tomorrow. Aesthetics were essential to a mission like this one. If you did not look like the story you were selling, you were dead in the water before you'd even begun. The Lairds relied on Roreala to maintain power. The Papal relied on Roreala to maintain peace. Cassian relied on Roreala. That was every ride he'd ever taken through the city, every presentation we'd made at that stupid fucking poets festival. The paintings of us he'd passed out as wanted posters and the bodies he burned to remind the people of his strength. It was harder to begin a war if your entity seemed a behemoth. If you're trying to bring down a castle, Chipping away for cracks seemed too impossible to even try. But we'd burned down the castle. We'd found each other. We were not experts in destruction, but we were no longer strangers to what it took to make those kinds of fractures. We could do it. We'd done it before. So, we set out. Kalia and Leander and I and a friend each. Rhea came, Eolo came, Hast did, despite it all. We brought whatever supplies we could spare and checked in on all the inner workings of democracy before stepping out. The Fretum, thank the gods, did not rely on Kalia and Kalia alone. It was... To its credit, to its care, a network and a political body and a string of people too tied together by hope to want to bring it down for their own interest. They could manage. They did not need Kalia in order to manage. For us, though, to give the Fretham enough of an in, we had to build ourselves a legend first. Our own kind of Roreala. The first tavern we strode into was half empty. The sun had gone down some time ago. The longest night was fast approaching, and although it did not get too cold ever, sunset came early and sank fast and made gathering the effort to leave home hard. The half-empty tavern was not a fantastic start to Aurora It was hardly more than nothing, even if it was easily excused by the season. It was, however, better to start small than to not start at all. We went in, the six of us, 
cloaks pulled low over our best clothing and the gold paint streaked across our faces, hidden by hoods. Kalia and I went to the bar to talk to the tavern keep. Leander went to a back corner to pull their instrument free. Rhea and Iolo settled themselves in amongst the crowd and hast, despite Iolo's sort of unsubtle gesturing, hovered a few steps off of Kalia's other shoulder. This is in the land of Laird Okea Yanura? asked Kalia, hood still drawn. The tavern cape frowned, appraising Kalia. Clean hands, leather armor, and a ranger's clothes peeking out from underneath her cloak. Who's asking? In the corner, Leander finished tuning their lyre and strummed a hesitant opening chord. Kalia grinned, sharp corners of her mouth daring anyone to look away. Your poet. Song poured from their mouth, slow, the same way it always started. I do know how this will end, they began. With one of us crowned and one of us dead. Rex et poeta et soldat. You know this one, listeners. The song grew because this was what they were good at. Drawing people in, making them listen. And this was Rizea and a tavern in the winter months. So, of course, there was another bard in the back corner that knew the song and knew the story and took it up, too. Layering their voice over Leander's and pulling them up onto the table. It wasn't a celebration. It wasn't like any other time I'd heard them sing, everyone already halfway to drunk and more than happy to turn any bit of hope into a party, but there it was. There it was, that soft, gentle glow that promised something bigger, something greater. A future that you didn't have to fear as it barreled towards you. Rhea took up the song. I could pick her voice out of a thousand. Iolo did, too, and she was followed by the two men at the table next to theirs, hands snaking out to find each other. I forgot Kalia was beside me until I felt her pinky hook through mine. Her face was how I'd always thought mine looked, watching Leander sing. We were mirrors. Whatever. Scorn or fear that kept the thing with feathers in our souls protected, gone for as long as the song lasted. Her eyes were wide, not half-slitted shut as one more shield. I can't doubt them, she seemed to want to say. Not like this. Not when this is who they are. What she said instead was, Our turn, Elihidida. There wasn't any scorn to it this time. Just quiet endearment. Those wide eyes glittered as she caught the rest of my fingers, giving my hand a quick tug before stepping forward. We took off our cloaks. Leander turned towards us, all performance, and said, 
And wouldn't you know it, here they are. Back Again, Back Again is written and produced by me, Abigail Eliza. If you're enjoying the show, please consider leaving a review on your podcast platform of choice or supporting Back Again, Back Again on Patreon at patreon.com slash backagainpodcast, where you'll gain access to bloopers, annotated transcripts, episode sneak peeks, and more. If you'd like to hear more about the show, visit us on Twitter, Instagram, or Tumblr at Back Again Podcast, or on TikTok at Abigail Eliza Writes. Our outro music is Nightingales by Pierce Murphy from the album To Japan and is licensed under an attribution license. The song was retrieved from freemusicarchive.org. Visit the description of this episode for full copyright information and a link to the page. Sound effect attribution, similarly, can be found in the episode description. If you've made it this far, thanks for sticking around. Please remember that you do not have to fill your days with action and creation to be worthy of the space you take up. You were made already whole. The light-soaked days are coming. I promise. I hope you have a wonderful day.